Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello. Welcome. What's up, everybody? I'm Guy, and that's John. If you're watching on YouTube, great. Like this video. Subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that. If you're listening to the podcast, fantastic. Thank you very much for that. Go ahead and give us a five-star review on uh, Apple Podcasts. That helps out the show. We're brought to you by our friends at Tito's. Handmade vodka. Tito's handmade vodka. Numero uno. Belly up to the bar. Have some in your home. Go into somebody's house. Put a bow on it or don't. And take them some Tito's. John, do you have a Tito's toast to start this show? I, I, I do. Um, you know... Anytime that your star player says, if you don't hire said coach, I'm going to demand a trade, you've got yeah. problems on your hands, right? Whether that's Derek Jeter, LeBron James, or Max Crosby. I mean, that's the big three. When a guy makes a proclamation like that, you, you've got to listen. The Raiders Because usually the players follow through on those things, John. I don't think Max Crosby was lying either. Don't blame him. Underpaid, bringing a lot to the table, never misses a game. They hired Antonio Pierce. Yeah. I give Mark, cheers to Mark Davis. I think it would have been very easy to just status quo, roll it back, what was just happening. He hired Tom Telesco, who was the general manager of the team that he beat. I think the final score ended up being 60-20 to 20 or something. It felt more like an 80-3 to three game. Uh, pretty sure it was 45 nothing at halftime or 42 nothing at halftime. One of the greatest halftime scores in the history of the league. Was fired the next day on Friday morning with his head coach, Brandon Staley. And now he's a Raider, uh, Raider general manager. So I, I, I do think if you're Mark, your last two GMs went Mike Mayock and Ziegler, who, let's face it, it's it's a difficult job. That franchise is difficult. The pressure of always just like a lot of negativity surrounding, and both guys failed big time. <laughs> so I, you just get a guy, say what you want about Tom Telesco, right, the Brandon Staley situation. He, he has a pretty proven track record that he can be a GM in the NFL functional right professional which is yeah you hired a you pro could use that yeah you hired a pro i don't know if your head coach was a, is a pro but you hired a pro gm isn't it kind of crazy it's not all his fault he wasn't the head coach hell he wasn't even the defensive coordinator but they had Jaden daniels on the team and he couldn't have looked any shittier and then he goes to a real coach and he wins the heisman in the toughest conference to play against defense well he uh, no he he could have looked he looked he looked good as a freshman. There was a lot of promise on Jaden Daniels, and then it uh, kind of fell apart after that. Is it more? Yeah, I guess you're right. More of a compliment to Jaden than uh, didn't try to diminish what he was surrounded with in Arizona. Uh, is it well? I mean, can you win the Heisman as your if you're ASU's quarterback, even if no. you put together the year he had? No, you can't. So um, I, I like I get playing with first. Of- I think multiple like first round wide receivers at LSU. I mean, they got. They got some horses. I give him a lot of credit for going there. Do you remember when he left ASU? There was one of the players posted video from the locker room of them like taking, taking, like throwing the shit out of his locker, taking his name down, like kind of dancing on the grave. Do you remember that? Yeah. They're like happy that he was gone. At the time, I was like, see, this is, you know, the story is like his mom's very involved and all that kind of stuff. Well, seems like uh, Mama Daniels and Jaden have a pretty good. Where's he going to get? Is he a top 10 pick? That's a hell of a question. I don't. I mean, 
I'd be lying if I really, really watched him closely. Like I spent a lot of time, obviously, like most people watching Caleb and even Drake May. I, I went out of my way. I, I'd have to go back. And I, I, I think by all accounts, everyone thinks he will be. Yeah, I'm uh, feel small, but, but skinny wise. But I mean, Lamar was small, but Lamar went 32. People forget. Wouldn't shock me if Bo Nick somehow ended up third. I don't think he will. I think he ends up four. And I saw, was it Lance Zerline? Somebody today was like, everyone's just assuming that North Carolina's Drake may go second, uh, which I am. I, I think like, I think we're in the part of the year where we, we got to talk in circles. Then we end up right where we started, which is Caleb one, Drake two. But I, I honestly spent like three weeks watching back to back to back Drake may games. And I thought I was getting like, Justin Herbert or Philip Rivers or something. Yeah, I remember thinking like, Ugh. <laughs> is this what is this? No, I get it. The traits like you, you draft guys like that. White but guy he, wears number it, 10 must be Herbert. Yeah, it's not like he just threw 47 touchdowns. They were in the conference championship game. They lost. But like one of the most historic seasons in the history of the program, you could make the argument like you're betting on traits and projection. Anyway, you might as well just take the guy with the most traits, though. Yeah, I think it's starting to leak out more and more that, that Papa's pretty involved with old Caleb. And that's one Greg of those Papa? things like, uh, no, the dad. Oh, like no one cares what your dad thinks in the big leagues. Yeah. Like you don't, you don't get to pick up your phone and call Andy Reed when your son was on special teams and you get to play on defense. That's you don't, the, he doesn't pick up the phone. Yeah. We're, uh, we're in college that, that phone call gets picked up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but is it like if you told to- me Caleb and Lincoln, no, I, well, 100%. I'm just saying it's Caleb is not Mr. Flawless Prospect here. No, but he's just like super high ceiling prospect, right? Yeah, that's which is what you drafted number one. Yeah. Force of nature type guy. Um, I, I hadn't thought about you. You got a Tito's toast. So that's good, good Tito's yeah, Mark toast Davis. for the show today. Mark Davis. You know, I, I, I haven't seen gets the, more uh, love on this show than people acknowledge. I totally agree. The haters want you to think it's all hate, but it's not. And it's not his choice, but I do. I think it'd be a pretty big kick in the old uh, the old nuts for him, and just Raider Nation in general. If uh, if the NFC, the Niners got to win this game, but is the team at the Raiders facility? Yeah. During the week that that would because remember there was a story. Wasn't there a joint practice? The NFC isn't the NFC. The AFC gets the Raiders facility for the Super Bowl. Okay. Okay. NFC. Mark. You know NFC gets the um, UNLV. UNLV. Yeah. Okay, that's because remember they joint practiced and uh, there was a lot of pushback about like Kittle wasn't allowed to use the weight room and stuff. Remember that? But John, I mean, the Chiefs, if the Chiefs beat the Ravens, the Chiefs getting the Raiders facility is not anything the Raiders would be happy about. Like, would they rather have the Niners in there than the Chiefs? Yeah, I mean, the Chiefs have so much. I mean, guy, the Chiefs are going to fucking championship. So the Raiders would rather the you think the Raiders would prefer that the Chiefs are in their building than the 49ers in their building? That's a that's a good question. I, I think there's probably more envy of like we just wish we were as good as the Chiefs. Obviously, they're your rival. There is like a deep seated. The Niners had all the money. They had all the just the power in the area. Yeah, they ran us out of town. <laughs> yeah, we couldn't we couldn't financially survive. You know? Yeah, yeah. I actually think you're right. Like I think even though it's illogical and they're it not like me. rivals, that it's there's something about the Niners that they had to stop playing preseason games against each other. Um, Andy Reid, when I went to the Combine three or four years ago and I had Andy on the pod and I went to his room and we were BSing, Andy loved Al Davis. He's like, we used to talk. He'd just call me like every other night. 
Like I like I, I don't think Andy views the Raiders quite like I think they want everyone to view this hatred. I, I'm not saying he likes them, and he definitely didn't like the Coliseum. But I, I, I these are like if you just got Belichick and Andy Reid like talk about Al Davis, don't you think both of them could talk for like ten hours about their interactions with Al Davis? I mean, they revere Gruden, the guy. Was John it Madden was like his best friend? Who drove the bus around the stadium? Was that Gruden? Yeah, it's right. yeah. But they're in theory, those two should be friends, right? They were, they were good yeah. buddies. Yeah. And then that that kind of ended there. Again, it gets weird when a team's in your division. You oh, it, you think it ended there? I I, I heard it got kind of weird after that. Hmm. Well, was that after a win or? <sighs> Or was it before? I don't know. Like, did the Raiders win there? And then I can't remember exactly what that story was. I don't remember. Was it before a game? I don't. Did the Raiders win there? Under Gruden? I think yeah, they did I, one time. Yeah. Because remember Henry Ruggs, I think, had a touchdown, if memory serves me correct. Okay. Derek Carr won there one time for sure. Okay. So that must one have been the his, game. Yeah. Oh no, they were the Raiders were mad. Maybe the Raiders were mad that the or the Chiefs somebody that they had that they had to circle the stadium like they weren't letting them out a certain exit or maybe it was something like that. Only the you just you just don't hear that story anywhere else. <laughs> it's never like you know the Titans they they just couldn't find a parking spot to play the Jags and they had to circle and there's hatred. It's like why does that only happen? You know. I was just talking to our buddy Jeff Schwartz. He he went to the Bills um, Chiefs game this last weekend. Was he outside? He's like, yeah, outside. And he's like, uh, you know, the thing about that stadium is it's just, it's kind of old school. It's kind of Rose Bowl. He's like that. He, his thing was like, I think the Bills fans are going to hate their new stadium because it's going to be pretty corporate. Like he thought that the Bills vibe is pretty special at that stadium, which I, I don't know. There's not another fan base that can just, they're fucking throwing snowballs at the Chiefs players after the game, it's just kind of funny. Like Mahomes is dodging them. Uh, what's his name? They, Chris they Jones. They did the first week. Who they play the first week? They were fucking heaving snowballs at whoever they were playing. Oh, the Steelers. I mean, they've been heaving snowballs for a while. The Dolphins. Chris Jones is like waving by to them and dodging <laughs> snowballs. And it's just like, we just accept like that's six. I mean, it is. I think it's funny. I'm not beefing it. But, um, you know, any other fan base. And it's like, how could you almost kill Kristen Clark? I will say this. There is, and the Coliseum had this, and Candlestick had this. I think you feel this in Lambeau, and you definitely feel it in Buffalo. There is a character to just people everywhere, just sitting on wood benches, yeah. and you're just there for the purity of the game. It's less right. about, like, there is stuff that Levi's can't provide that Candlestick. I saw a clip, someone, maybe it was Navarro Bowman on Instagram, was just like getting ready for the playoffs. So we did like a highlight reel from like their Saints game, you know, years ago with like Drew Brees, the one Alex Smith ran it in. And you, it just felt football. Like there wasn't anything. It was a shitty old dilapidated stadium. Harbaugh, Sean Payton. It was just pure old school. Now let's face it. I mean, the, the sweet side is a huge part of most of these stadiums. That just, it's just not the same, you know? It's just not. It can't be. Like no. that is. That's an incredible television experience. I, I would argue when you factor in Mahomes, Sunday night is as good as the NFL has to offer. Like, and the, the football, right? Like Cowboys, Niners, maybe Sunday night, second round, maybe does 5 million more people, or whatever. I don't think it's quite the pure in Buffalo, 
the elephant in the room. Can the Bills win the game? Yeah, well, I, I actually... In a, in a town that would never get an NFL team in 2024. Not in a I million know. fucking years. Caitlin Clark, not Kristen Clark, sorry. Um, I actually think it's kind of weird that the... I mean, I understand East versus West, that the Niners-Lions game is the later game this Sunday. Well, to they me, rotated every year. Well, I'm just saying, like, Bills, uh, Chiefs, Ravens feels like that game should be played at night in the cold and that Lions Niners should be the afternoon game, which I guess for us it is, but it's technically four 30 for them, right? What's yeah. One 30, four 30 or one o'clock. Uh, no, I think it's 12 30, three 30. Okay. So it's, yeah, I, I think the it'll AFC be nighttime, game, but the AFC game that felt like the AFC championship game, even though the Ravens might be better than both of them like that. That's how good that felt. Like none of the other games to me felt like the championship game. If you told me that was a fucking, I'm watching the Super Bowl right now. The other games did not feel like that. I mean, the Niners game felt like the franchise was just holding on for dear life. You cannot lose this game. If you watch, cheers to Tito's. If you watch the reaction, what, did you Dan just end Campbell, the ad twelve minutes in? Is that what that was? <laughs> addressing the team uh, in the locker room and Kyle Shanahan addressing the team. Yeah, it, it couldn't be any more polar opposites. I mean, one team, and rightfully so, just saw a ghost. Right. Mm-hmm. Their season was about to end as the number one seed. And the Lions, they didn't play a great game either, but just we're going to the fucking NFC. Ch- it, it was jubilation and a lot of just like, thank God we didn't lose that game. Yeah. And rightfully so. Like you, you celebrate it. You're glad you won. You're in the NFC Championship game for the fourth time in five years. Incredible run right now by Kyle. It's got an Andy Reid Philadelphia feel. Hopefully he can win a Super Bowl that Andy could until he got to Kansas City. But just, just anyone – just go to your Instagram account, click on that locker room, and then click on Dan Campbell. There's a completely different vibe. No different than the Chiefs. Like, the Chiefs had a vibe of fucking swag. Hell yeah, we came in and won this fucking game. All these idiots bet against us. The Niners have this. Holy shit. Well, you wonder, like, well, you just assume. I, I don't say I should. I just assume. But, like, I expect them to look better against the Lions this week. But there's something to be said for... Do you start gripping it a little too tight when you feel like this is your only shot, right? They go to the Super Bowl. If they're playing the Ravens, then for both those franchises, it's like, this is our shot. Was but it wet? Because if it's wet, you can't grip it too tight. You know? No, unless Mark turned the sprinklers on accidentally. <laughs> right? But it should it should be dry. Yeah. But I just think, I don't know. I, I, I think the Niners are really, as a team, Forget about what anybody on the outside says or, you know, media talk or whatever. Like they understand how hard it is to get here. I don't, did you see our boy Juice post game after the game? Tear up? No. You just he was like he kind of teared up because he's like, it's just so hard to get here. You know, last year we lost the NFC championship game and you don't get to just start back at the NFC championship game. The next year you got to get all the way back to the NFC championship game. And he got kind of choked up. He got emotional about it. Look at the Eagles. A great example. Right. Yeah. You don't get the, so like, I think these guys, I think it, I think the, I think there is pressure the 49ers feel, and I don't think it comes from us or anybody else or Ryan Clark or Lewis Riddick or any of that shit. Well, it don't they have from, the most of all these teams? Yeah. But, but it's internal. Like it comes from them understanding that they have not want, that they have been so close. And how many chances do you get to be this close? And they all know, like you've heard him talk about it. This locker room's unique. This team is unique. Like we're different. They're right. They know, like, these guys who – Trent Williams has been on other teams. He gets it. Like, you don't get a team that vibes the way they vibe. But 
you still it's still they're only a third of the way to the Super Bowl. They've only won one game. They got to win two more to win the championship. And I think they get how hard it is and how hard it is to get back and how rare it is to have a team whose window has been open as long as this franchise's window has been open with Kyle. Well, I'd say two things can be true. One, it's an incredible accomplishment to get to this weekend. Like it w- It's incredible what the Chiefs have somehow found a way back. Right? It- it's very, very hard. No one argues that. And the 49ers, like, I- I- I'm sorry, that the standard in which we held them, part of the reason a lot of the conversation, separate even from the quarterback, but just everyone sitting on their couch as that game was going on or being in the stands, like, I can't believe the 49ers are going to lose this game. Yeah. Because no one thought the Niners were not going to win. I mean, they were a 10-point favorite for a reason. They were the best team in the NFC all season long. They played other top NFC teams, and they fucking housed them. And then they're playing at home, and obviously you lose a player early, and then the whole thing's out of whack. And the more and more I've thought about this, like I I am a big believer in, like, yeah, if like it's not the wide receiver coach's fault when the ball goes through Diggs' hands. Like that's there are individual plays that need a quote-unquote execution. And then there are just big picture stuff of like Kyle was really bad. I put that on Kyle even more than Purdy. Now, Purdy was bad because he can't grip the ball. But that's like, if you can't grip the ball, you can't play, right? Like, it's it was very, very difficult for him to play throughout the game. He admitted it. So, to me, Kyle's lack of refusal, and it felt like the whole game of, like, Kyle, you're going to blow this ch- shot. Like, let's face it, Purdy, despite being in the MVP conversation, the star of the team... Like Kyle gets talked about like he might as well be a player, right? And he that that would have been one. Now listen, he's 44 years old. If he had lost that game or he loses this week, it doesn't fucking write his career. It took Andy till his mid-50s, right? Like Andy was having this same stretch in Philadelphia. And it it's is an incredible accomplishment to be this good consistently. But like the end of the day, you can everyone can take a huge dump on Mike McCarthy year in, year out. He goes, Hey, you want to come into my office? I'll show you my Super Bowl ring. That that ring was also won before Aaron Rodgers had ever won an MVP. And a year previously, people thought us we were crazy when we went all in with him. John Harbaugh can go, hey, hey, fuck, Chiefs just beat me in the AFC championship game. Sucks. I had the MVP of the league. You guys want to come into my office, see my Super Bowl ring? Like that, that is something. The more and more I think, like when people push back against ring culture, what's the whole point of all this? Right? Like, why do we watch all season for these big moments? Like, this is, it's why the Purdy conversation, like, I, I do understand all these people with hot takes. Like, they're, they're going to be hot takes that come out of football or the playoffs in college or whatever, or the NCAA tournament or baseball playoffs. It's what the whole season is for right now. And the shitty part about football is you, if the Niners had lost, they only got one game. It's like, that incredible season, it would have only got one game. It would have felt like, of all my years of watching football, an all-time kick in the dick. But they won. They survived in advance. I, I still think there are just scars the way we're all thinking about it. Like, if the 49ers beat the Lions by 15 points, you'd be like, of course, you know, they were better. But it's hard to think like that right now. Like, would you be confident putting laying the points on the 49ers going in this game right now? Based no. on what you just saw? No, I mean, there are things, there are advantages they have that I like, but... I, you know, you know what I just thought of listening to you talk with two things. One, I did a video earlier on YouTube, John, where I said, 
if you're tired of the Brock Purdy conversation, I think you're better off being tired of it than having it go away. Because the only way it goes away is if the 49ers and Brock Purdy go away. If the 49ers win the Super Bowl, there's going to be a lot of offseason talk about was it because of Brock? Was it because of. And the reality is, like, that's a gift. The Niners, it would be a gift for Brock Purdy to be the center of the offseason spotlight. People trying to figure out, well, is he going to be worth $150 million? Because you know when they don't have that conversation? When you get beat and never get to the Super Bowl with him. But what you just made me think about was the clip of Joe of uh, Steve Young after they the famous clip of Steve Young, right? Where Gary Plummer comes over after they win a Super Bowl and takes the monkey off his back because Steve had had this dark cloud hanging over his head of yes, Steve had rings. Somebody else won him, though. He was the backup quarterback on that team, right? The Joe Montana teams. And Steven, I think in like 91, I'm pretty sure he won the MVP like the first year, either Joe, Joe left or the year Joe was legitimately hurt and didn't play. Like Steve had been proven himself to like, yeah. no one was arguing Steve wasn't legit. He just wasn't Joe Montana, right? But isn't, and, and couldn't beat the Cowboys. But in a vacuum, I would guess if we went, it was hard. I mean, it was more, more segregated in the sense of like, radio you wouldn't have been able to find everyone's opinions steve was a much better player right than than purdy i'm not talking about purdy though i'm talking about kyle like to me kyle is in the same position as steve was where he's got this thing where everyone goes like yeah that's he's if he were if kyle were a quarterback he'd be an mvp level quarterback just like steve was right but he's had these two close calls and the fact that he lost as the oc is part of his resume and it's part of the weight on him. And then you lose to Kansas city with the lead. And that's part of the weight on him. Like I think he'd he'd be like Josh Allen right now. Like he's clearly an awesome coach, but for whatever reason, he just hasn't now. Yeah. I mean, I think Kyle's better than Josh Allen relative. Like I think if Kyle were a quarterback, he'd be better than Josh Allen, but sure. I mean, we could, you could, whatever we could split hairs over it. Um, I think Josh Allen's pretty fucking good. Well, so do I, he's a top three quarterback. I'm not anti Josh Allen. I think Kyle's better at what he does than, but whatever. The point is like, yeah, pick any of those guys. But I think the difference between Josh and even like Steve is it felt like you were kind of running out of time with Steve. Like how many chances are you going to get? And Kyle, while he's only 44, how many teams like this are you? How many teams? Maybe you'll just build a team like this every three, four years. We just keep rotating seventh round quarterback. Yeah, maybe, maybe it'll be fine. Seventh round quarterback throwing the seventh round receiver, Juwan Jennings. But that's not, we all watched long enough to know, it's usually not how it works unless you have found your quarterback and then your quarterback opens up your window for an extended period. So I, you know, I don't think it affects the way he coaches anything like that, but it would have been a really bad off season for Kyle. I, I think that I, we don't have to keep talking about this. We can look ahead to the Lions game, but, but I, I, but I, I don't, I don't think it necessarily play. guy. He's, he's a touchdown favorite against Dan Campbell. I, I don't think that would I, there, there's I think the pressure just kind of, you know, it's like when you tie a hole in golf and it just carries over. Like, yeah. I just think it carries over to this game. You get a little bit of a if you lose the Ravens or Mahomes, it would suck. But like, though, that eight, I just you can't lose this week. You can't lose. Well, John, there's not. We good. said this at the beginning. There's not there was not a team in the NFC playoffs that they could lose to and it wouldn't be a disaster. Detroit's yeah. like the second, third best team in the NFC all year long. And it's like losing to Dallas at home wouldn't be acceptable. Losing to Philly at home wouldn't have been acceptable. Losing to the Rams at home wouldn't have been. But you're right. This is like you'd be all right, McVay, Stafford, Goff, Ben Johnson. Maybe Ben Johnson will turn out to be a superstar head coach. But right now, can you lose to Goff and Dan Campbell at home? No, no, you can't. No, you can't. And yeah. I think the scary thing is, is like, they have, obviously their corners absolutely suck. 
but they do have a lot of good players in a lot of positions. And one major issue right now for the 49ers is they're paying a shitload of money to a lot of guys that are in that defensive line room. And that defensive line is just not living up to the billing. Now, Armstead's old and hurt. Uh, Chase Young is just... I'm not saying they would like a redo on that trade, but I wonder, like, was there another guy that they could have got? Like, he's just kind of been underwhelming, right? Now, they didn't... It's not like... They didn't give up the high second-round pick, so they gave up a third-round pick that was a freebie. But still, like they traded for him to have him have an impact, and he just doesn't have an impact. Like it's just both. Well, there's or a re- Randy Gregory, another one, right? There's a there's a reason both those guys were available for cheap yeah. or nothing in the case of Randy. So I think like, Armstead. I think Armstead. You don't was, get part of like why they beat the shit out of Goff was they used to pepper his ass, and the Rams' offensive line for a lot of that stretch, beside Whitworth wouldn't you agree, is dramatically worse than this group, which now the center's banged up, but their two tackles are really good. Yeah. So, like, do you expect Chase Young to be in the backfield a lot? Because I don't, you know? So it's like, can you get interior pressure? Well, Armstead's missed majority of the season because his lower body's fucked up. And Hargrave, good player, but it's, even when Hargrave has a good game, he makes a couple plays. You don't feel him, like, all game long like he's John Well, he's Randall. not plugging. No. And the other thing, they can run, so they can just slow down the game a little bit. Yeah, I think and Armstead was the good. The run defense is terrible right now. The, the question on Armstead is, can he be that good? That was him on six weeks of rest. Can he be that good again now, seven days later, right? I think that's the question with him. Like, I think he was good, but he had six weeks to heal before that game. Does he have that again in him? I don't know. Now, I do think Goff, like – I think you named it right there, their ability to run the ball. I think you can get pressure on Jared. What scares me, if we had to rank Lions that scare me, do you, do you have one in your head? Well, Hutchinson against McKivitz is a problem. Except I don't think they really – I don't think they're great anywhere else on their pass rush. So I think you can help McKivitz out and survive. I'd well, put they, Amon Ross St. Brown number one on my list. I'm pretty sure they had the top run defense in the NFL. Like them against the run. Now, C.J. Gardner's back that I kind of did the uh, I'll paint you red on site, boy. One of those kind of Debo. Yeah. Their run defense is really good. So one thing we've seen is now maybe Kyle will just want to spread it out all night again. But if if you can take away the run a little bit, it can throw Kyle off because a lot of their offense is predicated on these play action stuff. So like what if it's just harder to run against some of these other teams that they've played? Again, yeah. based on statistically, they've had a fantastic run defense. They have. So I would say the other thing is it feels like Jared Goff. I don't have the uh, the analytics in front of me. They can get rid of the ball pretty quick. Like you he said, is, St. Yeah, Brown. He's top five time to throw. Tight ends. Both running backs can catch. Obviously, Gibbs is like, a, I mean, just a fantastic. You could argue they had one of the great drafts of all time. <laughs> I mean, Gibbs looks like a star. Laporta is a star. That branch kid they drafted in the second round. Uh, from the, Alabama the, is the, fucking uh, everywhere. Back. Yeah, he's kind of like the hybrid defensive DB player who I Rams kind of went at him. Who Rams? Yeah, but I mean, he just makes. Well, I mean, well, Puka Niners can't cover Puka Nakua either. Like no, well, no, well the Rams can't. John, I was Jeff Schwartz just gave me this stat. Lions have given up 140 receiving yards in, to one player in five straight games. Their corners suck. Well, CJ Gardner, I mean, Sutton statistically like the worst corner. They, they don't cover and they don't tackle. Like they, they are yak machines waiting to happen, these DBs for the Lions. CJ just came back, right, a couple weeks ago. He'd wow. been out 
I just he, all I saw all, he had been out week two. He tore his pack and then he came back. I think in the playoffs for the last game of the season. Yeah, well, but did he play in the Rams game? Yeah, yeah. Because so he missed the tackle. He he tried to shoulder tackle Puka on the first touchdown of the game. I thought he looked pretty good against the Bucks. I mean, he is just a physical tackler. He's not really a cover guy. I mean, they're corners, absolutely. But I, but I think if you try to if you try to be a hitter against the Niners, then you're going to miss tackles. Like he tries to be a hitter for a guy that's not huge. It's weird. Was Debo playing? Yeah. What do you think? I mean, Feels I like he's. I don't. Yeah, I mean, we'll find out we'll find maybe out more tomorrow. tomorrow. Feels like he's getting a shot, but um, I, like I, I just, just think, think this about the Rams. Like they are, when you watch them, they are just a physical football team. You know, I about mean, they, the Lions they have, or the Rams? Yeah, or excuse me, the well, the Rams are too. It's why that game yeah. was so good. They're just yeah. the Lions are. They shouldn't be as good as the Niners. Like they deserve to be the underdog, but I think their mentality is a lot like the Niners. They, honestly, they have a lot of similarities of a couple years ago when the Niners had no DBs. This is the year before they got Ward. A little like that. And they had still had Bosa. Now, McCaffrey wasn't on the team. It'd be like if that team would have had McCaffrey. But their DBs were so shitty. And, and when I say DB, I'm talking the corners are awful. I mean, I, I think statistically Sutton has been one of the worst players in the National Football League. But then I go, well, it's like, Okay, well, the Lions feel like they got receivers everywhere, and I, I'm watching Ambry Thomas spin around like a dreidel every play. Nice reference. Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year, you get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it. Four years on a regular basis. Easily find high-quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get ButcherBox.com ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. ButcherBox is offering you... Free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at game time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called game time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park, been there a million times, never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app, your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. 
with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah, I mean, they they got a lot of guys. Josh Reynolds had a really good game. He's a good against player. Against the Rams. Jamison Williams is dangerous. Laporta. Is Ertz going to play? Uh... I think I think their backup tight end in that game, he clearly got hurt because then the third stringer was in yeah, for one of those to, plays. I think he's out. He had a bad injury. I think so that's why they signed Ertz. I always love, and this is a classic like lineman. You know, like you've had a guy, especially if you've been a shitty team ever, it's like you'd have to cut off my leg to get me out of like rag now. Hurts his ankle. He's like, if you think I was on these fucking teams five years ago and I'm coming out of this game, you're on crack. <laughs> Jared Goff like falls on him, shatters his ankle. He's like limping around. He's still blocking. He's he's blocking Vita Vea. I, I have a lot of respect for just linemen, you know? Yeah. They don't get a lot of credit. They don't get a lot of love. Um, Especially a center. Sutton gave up seven of ten passes in the uh, Bucks game. Ten, ten targets, seven completions against him. Yeah, he's bad. I'm not sure win this game. I mean, it's just there's no way around a loss in this game is devastating. Now, I also try not to overreact to what we saw last week. A little weird. It's not supposed to rain. I mean, that's an elephant in the room. The kid can't throw with rain, right? I've seen so much pushback. But it's not an elephant in the room if it's not raining this week. Like, it's it's not an elephant in the room. It's like a real debate about Brock Purdy. For their next rain game or for his future as their quarterback. But it's not, yeah. it's not, if it, it doesn't rain this week, which doesn't look it's like a it disaster. Will. Like it's, he's excellent when there's just normal conditions. Well, hopefully for them, when it's the a disaster comes. with a ring on it, you know? Yeah. But it, I, I don't ever remember a quarterback being that, I can't grip the ball. He made some really good throws on the last drive. I think he was, Dude. I think they did a Dude. poor job preparing him. Like I always make fun of the, Video like, uh, you know, them spraying water on the ball as the guy snaps it. But they didn't do any of that. He came out there with a glove. He wasn't ready to throw in the rain. That's not acceptable. No. I, I, I Again, I put it more on Kyle than him. And he was I bad. Agree. But, like, Kyle, you got to coach around that. Like, stop calling those plays. And even they admitted, like, yeah, Debo's heavy in the game plan. You know, Jawan had to step up. If that's the case, then that you're running the wrong play. That's, well, I, they I did run the wrong Juwan play. Jennings. <laughs> I, they I know, handed it to Jawan. But they're calling the plays like they, they sh- you should get scrapped. Like that's one of those you take the sharpie once Debo is like, oh, he's out. He's in a sweatshirt standing next to me. That gets a sharpie between. Them. So apparently, I heard Barrels explain it on the podcast with uh, Kawakami plus minus Niners plus minus. I guess that word hezy means run. So they just didn't take that play. So whatever he says, play nineteen. It says hezy hezy whatever. They didn't take that out, which to me is crazy when it's the first play of the second half. Like, don't you go over the scripted second half plays or whatever? So that's well, he not does. Accessible. He writes them. Uh, does he write know, the first 10 on the board? The second part to me, it, John, is is we're going to go heads to Debo. And Debo's like, uh, Kyle, I'm here in a fucking Niner sweatshirt here, buddy. It shows you how I don't want to say blindly they fought. They do whatever Kyle says, which I guess on one hand is great for the general. But at some point, you know, if Brock's a fifth year starter or a 12th year starter, does he go? Kyle, that can't be fucking right, man. I'm not running that play. I love Juwan. I believe in Juwan as much as the next guy. But what are we setting up here? I, I know we're not supposed to ask why. Everybody hated Josh Rosen for asking why. But just real quick, why? Are we sure? I, it, it, makes, it makes no sense. And that's what scares you about, like, if the game's a little off, 
because I've seen a lot of this, like, don't they deserve a lot of credit for coming back? I mean, kind of, you know, and I, obviously it's foot, the NFL. It's the second round. The Packers have good players. Games can be hard. But it was the way we got there. It'd be one thing if it was going blow for blow, missed a couple tackles, so that's the reason. But it was like, you just looked terrible. And the play calling, it didn't It didn't make any sense. It didn't make any sense. Uh, what I, part, of being, part of being the general is like, General Schwarzkopf running Desert Swarm. Well, if one side where he was going to swarm, they figured out last minute had a cliff and all the tanks would have fallen off, he'd probably have to change on the fly. Kyle's like, nope, we're going. Storm the cliff. It's like, well, Kyle, they're all going to drive off the cliff and all the men are going to die. He's like, I feel a couple will make it. It's like p- part of what makes Kyle so, so like such a frustrating boy genius is anyone that's watched him long enough to know he's fucking big time. But like something like that of we've seen a couple examples this year when it gets a little like it's just not going as planned. He's not willing to like just settle it down. He's like, I got these plays. I know they're going to work. It's like, well, well, Debo is not around. And obviously he's one of the most versatile players in the NFL. So you can do all these things with him. You probably feel great coming into a game plan with him. But if I just remove him, the other thing is you don't have like a new team. Right, I understand. Like, if you're Lafleur, youngest and youngest offense in the league, it'd be hard maybe to adapt on the fly. Something major, like how you could be calling plays from like three fucking years ago. You have the same group of guys. Like all these guys have been starting forever, and and use check and Kittle can like coach guys up on the fly if you need to do that, which you don't really. But if you do, like you're you got enough of the core guys that you could adapt on the fly. That that's just what makes me nervous about these next two games. If it gets tight, like. Is Kyle willing to be like, I got to scrap what I just spent 90 hours last week doing? And he's proven he, he won't. Well, that's why I don't think everything about Brock can be negative coming out of that game because he was shaken. They were shaken. His coach was off his game. Well, he just can't play in the ring. Like, that's just a fact. And he, like, that's just, and, that's and, just his problem. And he still settled down and was calm in a game-winning situation. Like, you don't get to win championships without almost losing games, usually. And uh, you have to be calm in clutch spots. And he was. Like, watching that drive again today, the L-22, like, he was really calm. He was very calm, which, you know, that's I just, you can't, to me, you can't ignore the fact that he was bad in the rain, and, and you can't ignore the fact that with everything going wrong and their season on the line, he was very under control. He was very in control on that last drive. Like he made that throw to Conley look like it was practice. So, you know, I, I just, I think you got to acknowledge that he struggled in the rain and then also go, but it's not raining the next two weeks. So if you got to have a game winning drive, this guy might be able to do it for you against the lions or against the chiefs or against the Ravens. You know, I like to me that as it relates to this postseason run, that has to be the most immediate story coming out of that game. Cause the whole thing was off. And I just don't understand some of the comments, not even talking about the chat, but just in general of people like how, how, how could anybody watch that game? Like you get credit for being calm, but I, I don't think anyone ever questioned like his, his moxie and his calmness. Like I, that's, but he actually made the throws. Like he wasn't just calm. Like he made the throws on that last drive, yeah, but he's made the throws all season long. That's why he's a starter in the pro bowl or whatever. Right. I mean, he's just, a, he's had an excellent season. I mean, yeah, but but doing it on... It was one of the most glaring experiences I've ever witnessed as a football fan. Oh, yeah, but I'm not denying that. But I'm also saying, like, when you have that game and you still then, in the 
with your season on. It's one thing to do it against the Falcons week seven when when you're like front never, the they, run didn't, they didn't do it against the Falcons. They've never done it. Right? No, no, no. I'm just saying you said he's been making those throws all year. I'm like, OK, whatever. Great. But he hasn't done it right here in this spot when you're having one of the worst games of your career in the brightest lights and Debo's gone and no one's exactly sure what to do when you make those throws. Like to me, that does that is the story because that's more important in the next three weeks to win the Super Bowl than whether or not he can throw in the rain because it's not going to rain. But we don't know that. I mean, it, it changes. Right? Okay, if it rains, then that's – I'm just saying, like, that is the thing. Him throwing in the rain is a thing for the big picture. It's probably – could be wrong, but it's probably not a thing this week. And it's definitely not a thing in the, if you get to the Super Bowl, right? So then the question becomes, like, well, what is he? Mark Was Davis it only like, open, open the roof. <laughs> what if Mark did do that? Can they – no, it's not retractable, is it? Mark slides in the field from it, let it rain all night on that field, and then rolls in. You know, the field's outside. Yeah. Let it roll in. Uh, run the ball, Kyle. Super Chat says, the rain for Purdy must be psychological to a large degree. On the last drive, he was signaling. He was slinging the pill around fine, and it was pouring, right? But the people who were there said it didn't on the broadcast, too. I don't think it started pouring till the Packers got the ball on that last drive. I don't think it was pouring on the Niners' last drive. Was it? Did you think it was? No. Uh, Jonas gives us 20 rubies. Says, uh, I don't understand the narrative. Packers didn't lose the game. Loved it. He had four drives up, 21-14. He was 6-12, 30 yards, two picks. Missed field goal and went one for two for zero yards. As bad as Purdy was, he outplayed Love. Love had 19 passing yards, I think, in the fourth quarter. You know, I mean, Love clearly has the physical traits. I don't know if he's got late game calm. We'll find out one day because he's going to be their quarterback for a decade, though. I'm pretty I'm pretty I think that's going to be the case for him. Yeah, but it's you know, it's that's the thing. I think we get very fast to anoint things. Yeah. You know, it's like he's got to do it again next year. The other thing is love wasn't a 10 point favorite and fucking in the MVP till two weeks ago. Right. So I, I think right. we're we're, we're comparing. You and I agree like we weren't comparing him to Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. But when you're talked about at the MVP of the league, you are just kind of in that class, fair mm-hmm. or not. Mm-hmm. Jordan Love wasn't. So, like, this comparison to Jordan Love, like, they were an enormous fa- – they are supposed to beat the shit out of this team. And that that's where I think that, – that there's no narrative. Like, that's the other thing. The narrative. There's no – we watched the game. He was fucking atrocious until the last drive is really good. Throughout that game, made a couple nice plays. Even Steve Young, I saw him on Rich Eisen, was like, yeah, it was crazy, man. Balls everywhere. Yeah, I saw that too. There's no narrative. Why? Why do? Why are these people keep saying that? Like we all watched the same game. It was bad. There's nothing wrong with saying that. The final drive, two good throws, big time. What? What? How, what, what why do people keep pushing that? Ryan Clark and those conversations are separate from the game was bad. Even he acknowledged that. What? What? Who are these people? Are these the same people that thought that he shouldn't start in training camp and that fucking Trey Lance? Like, where, where, who are these humans? I don't get it, but they exist because I see them everywhere. It's fucking driving me nuts. I know. That's why I'm trying to get us. That's why I just want to talk about the Lions. I know, but this is like the biggest conversation in the in the sport right now. Well, we're ha- we've had it. We're having it. We can keep having it. But I'm, I, I just keep going back to like, do you think he's not good enough to beat the Lions or the Ravens or the Chiefs? Because that's what matters today, right? And I, I think you'd be crazy. I'm not nervous. To, I mean, I, I'm nervous. I think you'd be crazy not to bookmark Brock in the rain. Let's come back to that. Right now. 
you know, he's been in the league two years. If he keeps getting better, there is a level of play you can be good enough where you just have to accept a person's flaws and hope they don't end up in certain situations. Um, you you don't that, max those guys out, though. You know, that's the thing. Like, this is that's a bigger picture. Yeah, I mean, but you also get put in it, right? There's, it's not black and white. Like, you get painted into corners with, all right, who's our quarterback? What are our other options? How much does it well, cost? They, they tried to get Tom Brady last year. He wouldn't come out of retirement. Yeah. I mean, there are other things with this team, like, and this is why he's such a polarizing guy. They had a quarterback who was flawed that they kicked to the curb in Jimmy Garoppolo. Then they invested a historical amount. No one had ever made a trade of that level of draft capital. And by week one, year three, the guy was on a different team in sweats as the, uh, with a, technically a helmet because you can dress a third string quarterback, but it was a third stringer <laughs> going into year three. So this, this team isn't exactly like, you know, when Andy gets a guy, he sticks with him for a while. This is like everything's on the table at all times, no matter what they, we've seen it firsthand. So as things get weird to this game, like you don't beat them. It's like, I just feel everything's on the table now. And I didn't feel that way two weeks ago. That's what makes football the number one sport right now. It's like all the substance stuff of, of play. I, I saw Florio, right? And like, if the Eagles wanted to get out of Jalen Hurts, it's very easy to trade him. You're like, eh, I mean, what's the deal? You know, <laughs> would they have conversations? Maybe <laughs> it's real because it's like, yeah, you might think about it. I'm not advocating kick the kid to the curb. I'm not advocating that he wasn't really good, but that was a glaring situation. And now the pressure again, you are enormous favorites. This isn't like if Lamar loses some gut wrenching games to the chiefs, you're like, fuck Andy Mahomes or this version, this you know, the 2020 version of Belichick and Brady, you tip your hat. It sucks, but that loss ages pretty well. Like, ultimately, Josh Allen and Sean McDermott, they've lost three or four years to Andy and Mahomes. It's not, you're not losing year in, year out to fucking McDaniel and Tua and all these random guys. You're losing to the best of the best. You're just not allowed to lose to LaFleur and Love or Goff and Dan Campbell as huge favorites when you have the better team at home without getting absolutely shit on. I mean, they. you think it's bad? I mean, this is a conversation after a win. Like, it would have been a hundred times worse. It would have been cowboy level talk because it would have been the number one story. Right beside the other two quarterbacks on Sunday night. And it, it and it's just kind of lingering now because like what we just witnessed, you know, because they have some flaws. Like they can't stop the run. Their pass rush is nowhere to be found. The quarterback, like, Maybe he's fine if there's no rain. But maybe he's not. Yeah, but he could have thrown for four touchdowns, 300 yards, and if he loses to the Lions this week, it's the same guy. It doesn't. It, yeah, I would too. say if he play, I would say if he plays really well and they lose. Yeah, I, I think the conversation. He throws four touchdowns, 300 yards. It'd be hard to shit on the guy. Yeah, I, I just. What world does he play well? They lose. Well, they don't. When he plays well, they win. So I'm just saying, regard like because they keep playing, it's he's going to be judged for this offseason really on how it ends. And he's lucky it didn't end the way it just ended because you just what everything you just said is a preview of what this offseason will be if they lose to the Lions, just like it would have been that if they lost to the Packers. Like, are we sure? We spent this whole season kind of sure. Are we sure they got their guy? So I agree with you. That's real. But he gets the chance now against Detroit to take him to the Super Bowl. Yeah. That, and then if he does that and then they go to the Super Bowl, they win the Super Bowl, then all that stuff goes away until maybe they play in a rain game again. And then we find out. 
all these people in the chat talking about being the favorite. I should probably turn the chat off. Like, the, the, it's one thing about being like a two point. They, they are enormous favorites to win the NFC, to win all these games. In I don't the need NFC. the gambling line to tell me that though. Well, no, but uh, uh, no one does. Like everyone acknowledge my mom. Like everyone talking about it. Like the Niners are the best team. Whether you whether you fucking work at DraftKings or whether you just watch football, like enormous favorites. This is one of those situations where the wide margin. Uh, this isn't you know the the yeah, the but John, peak. this isn't new. I guess I'm agreeing with you. I shouldn't say, but this isn't new because of the Packer game. I've been saying this for weeks. There is no scenario in which you lose before the Super Bowl and it doesn't feel like anything except a complete stomach punch. It can also only not- be bad. People like I'm negative dancer or skeptic. I just watched the game on Saturday with every other human being. How's anyone else's reaction? I'm like, Jesus, we're we're fucking ready. Let's roll. I mean, you'd have to be a little rattled. I mean, holy fuck. Are you not are we not living in the same world? Am, am I off in, in La La Land? I don't know. I've just watched every football game of the entire season of like every team. I mean, I'm sorry that I, I don't feel uh great about what I just witnessed defensively that they're supposed to be a great defensive team and they're getting shredded. Well, this is what I'm trying to get shredded. at, which is rank their concerns. I'd put Brock well below offensive line defense against the run defense against the pass kicker uh, Debo's health, like their ability to run offense without Debo Brock is like, I don't like to me all this stuff that we're saying about the Packer game Fully legitimate for the big picture, Brock Purdy in the rain. In terms of beating the Lions, like it's not my top five issues with it. Now, I'll, give you, was, I'll give you. If you told me it was going to be one. pouring rain, it would be, but it's not. I'll give you. I'll give you one. We had they they get week eighteen off, rightfully so. I'm I'm all for it. Then obviously you get the bye, and then after the first series, as Debo is injured, they scan to a guy that was also in the MVP conversation. And he's getting massaged on his leg. You're like, Jesus Christ. Like, that's been so, like, he's clearly not 100%. They can push back on it all they want. Like, I don't think he's just getting some extra masseuse during the game. Like, he's he's dealt with some calf, hammy, whatever. I don't, I don't know exactly what they're kind of pretty good at keeping that mum. But I, I would say Christian, you know, clearly deals with something. And he's an incredible player, even with it, because he's dominated all season long. But he hasn't been, you know, like, I have full fa- like Juice Jack, Kittle, Trent Williams. None of those guys cross my mind of worries, right? But like Debo, I'll just I kind of assume he's out till he's in. McCaffrey, like at any moment we could go to the sideline, he can be banged up. The interior of their run defense is like there's just gaping holes against a good uh, running team. The other DBs, not named Charvarius, have just really struggled of late. <laughs> So it's not, they just got some fair flaws. That, yeah. Again, they are a well, massive what, favorite for a reason. They are what are they doing at safety? What are they doing at safety? Logan Ryan played every snap. Jair Brown was active. Didn't play on special teams either. Barrow said that Jair Brown thought kind of thought he was going to be the one playing that game. Is he going to suddenly play this week against Detroit? And I, to me, the biggest issue is like, well, if you if you're not going to get pressure on Goff, and you're not going to cover, Amon Ross St. Brown is going to be wide fucking open nonstop, like nonstop. Like I, I said, earlier, I was trying to think like he reminds me the most of like those Seahawks era, like the good Seahawks teams where it's like you get a false start third and 10 is third and 15. And uh, you're like, okay, now we got Seattle in a good spot. 
And then all of a sudden, Golden Tate is just running wide ass open over the middle somehow after Russell Wilson buys some time. And that's what watching Amon Ross St. Brown is like third and 20, uh, you know, uh, uh, quarterback gets out of some pressure. He just gets himself open. And he, to me, is number one on the list. Like, if you tell me Amon Ross St. Brown has three catches, I go, ball game, Niners win. If you tell me he's got nine, that's scary. Because I just think he's he he represents to me the weakness of the pass rush not getting home and the secondary having to cover. Like those, you know, we talk about marrying the run in the pass, like marrying the pass rush and the coverage against Amon Ross St. Brown is a big problem, I think. Well, I think I I know if if I was the Lions, what I would do is I would test his his lower extremities because he's battled some and have uh the young dude from Bama, what's his name? Uh Jameson Williams. I'd run a couple go routes just to get Charvarius running, mm. right? And I would never waste St. Brown on that side because it he is he's obviously a really he's just a good player, but like he's been hit on a couple gold balls this year. That would be the I, same St. Brown would be on the other side all night long, and you can try to match up Lenore Ambry however you want to do it bunch sets and it's like figure it out, but I would never waste him on the other side. I, every time you do that, it's a waste of a snap. I honestly watching the game against the Packers, like, and they did hit one on the play where Ward slipped. But I, I always feel like when you're playing the Niners, especially when the other guy gets kind of out of whack early, you any snap you waste to his side, it doesn't mean you won't hit some. But like, I, I would just attack relentlessly to the other side. You and could put him not getting home. Put him six again. pressures. Both had five. You could put him on Ambry. Just Who? go balls, Jamison Williams. You Do could put him over there just for the for the you know for the yeah. pass interference, which you know feels inevitable. But it does the Lions are going to do that too? But the Lions, to me, like watching the Packers, watching the Lions, the Lions are kind of like the Packers, but with more established offensive weapons. Like all their guys are just more established versions, other than the running backs, of what the Packers have. Right? Like all their receivers, their tight ends. The the Lions just have more established versions of those dudes. Uh, Middlecoff, don't be surprised at Kyle's tunnel vision for the past. Isn't it the same MO that gave him an all-time comeback? Get, having given up an all-time comeback in Super Bowl 51? But isn't part of being a coach, especially a younger coach, he's 44 years old now. He's been, this is his whatever fourth go-around at the highest level. Wouldn't you just learn and adapt from it? Like I, I understand having a bad moment in your first year in the bright lights as the head coach because no assistant ever gets shit on for a game that he wasn't the head coach like Kyle does in Atlanta. Like, no one gets a bigger pass than Dan Quinn in the history of pro sports. It'd be like, God, remember that one time Michael hit the shot? Can you believe the assistant on the Phoenix Suns ran that coverage? Like, what? No one talks about that. I think it's unfair. But, like, he's many years in now that you would think he'd be a little more flexible. The Suns defensive coordinator? Andy battled it forever, but... yeah. Uh, Flav says, why do you guys think of you were, you about to say something? Yeah, I think I picked the wrong one. I saw the game too, John, and it's incomprehensible to me feeling better about love than Purdy. One literally threw the game away and the other won it. Where's this? Like we're loving on Jordan love acting like he's the next Aaron Rodgers. It's we're talking about Brock Purdy. Jordan loves irrelevant to this conversation. Why does Jordan love keep coming up? Who gives a fuck? We're talking about Brock. This I don't care about the Packers. This was about him against their defense. 
Jordan loves throwing picks to Dre Greenlaw. Who cares? That's not that's not the conversation. We're talking about Brock. Yeah, the team won because Dre's getting a couple picks, right? The other notion of like, here's where I do agree with the PFF analytical community. Interceptions can be a little random because Brock fucking threw one right in the guy's hands that he would have walked in the end zone the dude dropped it. So it's like, you just that's just an incompletion. Like, let's face it, uh, that he's had some picks this year that just get dropped. Like, that's, that's, there's a little randomness to that. But this Jordan Love compared, yeah, but we do wait. To Jordan Love. Well, but I, no, I think that comes from saying Jordan Love, would you rather have Jordan Love than Brock Purdy? Right. Like, that conversation was one of the conversations that came out of that game. Like, who's got a That's a, a fair future? conversation to have, but like, I'm just saying that's a, where that reaction comes from. I don't think it comes out of the clear blue. If all things are equal, I'll always take the guy with the bigger arm. I mean, every single day of the week, that'll never change in my entire life, right? So if this guy's going to be Drew Brees and he's going to be Aaron Rodgers, they both both have one ring. I'll take the Aaron Rodgers version over the Drew Brees version. Like, I always will. But I don't know if Jordan Love's going to sustain. Jordan Love has played less than Brock Purdy. I don't know. He might. Brock Purdy is trying to be the exception to the rule. Jordan Love isn't because of his arm, because of his size. I would say both guys, though. I mean, most quarterbacks just aren't tenure starters, right? You're just an outlier if you're just your team starter for several contracts. Like that guy in general is kind of an outlier. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, I think you would just like if we just looked at the quarterback. There have been more Jordan Loves than Brock Purdy's. Far more. Yeah, way more. And and the one thing you never know about guys until it takes three, four, five years for the most part is like, can you handle game winning drives? Can you handle, you know, becoming a, having the whole team rely on you with two minutes left? Can you handle uh, defenses adjusting to you? Right. We, we got to solve, we got to see Brock Purdy after defensive coordinators had an off season to prepare for him. He looked just as good, if not better. We're about to see what, what is Jordan love after one year being a starter and everyone gets to adjust him. We're about to find out. We don't know. Exactly. To be a great player is about doing it for, eight straight years yeah you know yep. or just even if you become a good like part of what made cousins listen you gotta tip your hat to him like he had like seven straight years of just doing every single year he's pretty good even Dak, who shits the bed in the big moments every year you know you're getting a guy that you can win 12 games with right I'm <laughs> exactly talking every 12 year. exactly 12 <laughs> no more Both no guys less. i listen i love everything about brock except his arm strength which i i, I it, it can just rattle me in a moment. Cause this is like in these playoff games, not everyone's going to be at home. And honestly, we've seen some 49er games now in our lifetime, the Harbaugh game driving rainstorm. What was the undoing of that game with Alex Smith? Couldn't complete a third down. And Eli is just has a way better arm. And that was kind of the difference in that game. Arm strength. And Eli was getting peppered, but that was a driving rainstorm. I would imagine that rain at candlestick would have also been raining in Santa Clara. So even if you get home games, there's no guarantee in January that it's not going to rain. And then obviously, depending on who you play, Philadelphia, let's say the Giants get good. Uh, obviously, the Packers, you can play in some weather games. It's not unavoidable. It, it was just a glaring experience for me. As someone who roots for him and has defended him as, as strongly as you can defend him up to a point. Like, I, I won't cross the 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 uh, Mahomes Allen line, but no one did. <laughs> yeah. It's a glaring experience that you don't forget. 
But Peyton Manning wasn't. And if, and if they lost the game, that would be the convert. That would be the most important thing right now. Exactly. But he also played a bad game against the Ravens when it wasn't raining. Now he made a lot of good throws. I've always I've said since that game, he made a lot of really good throws in that game. So like that was their other you know most watched game. That's part of this. His last two massive games were the Ravens game and the Packer game. So. You know, that he's also trying to, to answer To me, the Ravens game. game doesn't even come up. It was more like I just go back to the Browns game when the weather – like not being able to play in the weather is a, is a problem, big picture. Like Correct. But this year, Sunday, like right now, with two weeks left, maybe, hopefully, three weeks, the Ravens game is the one. Like, can you play the Ravens again? Right? Like that might – that tell you what, if the Ravens and the Niners both win on Sunday, that is what we're spending two weeks talking about. Like, did the Ravens expose him? Did the Ravens have his number? Right? I mean, that's – that is your, is that your number one topic for two weeks? It's one of them. What are you looking at? I mean, I, the chat is just which one. Just, uh, I only look. At, I only get the super chats up right now. John, pay money, get my attention. Uh, Ish says twenty and five, three and one in the playoffs, second year, but wouldn't put ten k on Purdy to be the Niner quarterback in six years. And Stroud and Love are franchise QBs with even weaker resumes. Are you that much of a size queen? <laughs> um, what what are we talking? This is you know if, it's so stupid. I mean, if you told- this conversation, some of these conversations are just it feels like caller like radio. This is this is sports talk radio going right now. <laughs> like, what? Well, if you if you made all three of them available to the league, Stroud would get drafted first to that group. Who are well, CJ Stroud? Stroud Purdy. Love Stroud Purdy. Does Brock go third in that? In the, if you drafted those three guys to the league, I think even bring up does. to even bring up CJ Stroud. The guy was just drafted second overall and had the greatest rookie season. And it's clearly just what, what are we talking about? Also, uh, why do we keep comparing to Love? I, I just said the Packers. We, we said this. the other day the Packers wouldn't trade Love straight up for Purdy. Kyle probably wouldn't trade Purdy straight up for Love. Uh, Kyle can't overthink the game plan here to start the game. See, this I I think this is like the Lions are susceptible against the pass. They're good against the run. Does Kyle basically roll back the Packers game plan and just throw the ball? I mean, after last week, who knows? This is this is well put. Where's where did that go? Chad feels like he did in the preseason with Trey Lance. Hilarious. I agree. This is a low-level experience. I was expecting more from the people. Irvin uh, said Aikman couldn't throw in the rain, but we play in Santa Clara. They play in a dome. Entire team played bad, uh, not just Brock. Defenders falling down, penalties, bad special teams, questionable play calls. Maybe it was preparation, and so Kyle should take responsibility as well. This is what I keep going that's back not, to. That's not really his MO, you know. <laughs> I just I think their whole team did not look like they're about to win a championship. I don't think it was just about Brock in the rain because they they thought they were going to roll out after 16 days off and just be sweet, and they weren't. Right? Like to yeah. me, if it was opening for Brock, it was opening for the whole group. Was I open for all of us? I, I was I, fully I confident. Mean, I, I, I was expecting I, an team, ask. I'm talking about the so team. Was everyone, not... So was everyone commenting. We we're expecting a nice, easy 15-point butt whooping. Right. Butt whooping. Hell, you're allowed to have a bad half. Let's use the Ravens, the two number one seats. They were tied at 10. 
God, this is weird. What'd they do? They fucking housed him in the second half. 24 straight points, but it felt like 50 to nothing. So I was like, okay, slow start. You're, you're allowed to have slow starts. It's football. But they'll hang on till, till the end. Just rattle my confidence. Yeah. I was surprised. I saw somebody post you. Maybe it was Dubow said like one of the early bet. Um, one of the early lines would have the Niners favorite against the Ravens. Stop looking at the comments. Look at you. I can see you. <laughs> well, I can't help it. Just to, trying to have a conversation here. I, I thought we. I thought we had. Uh, I'm not gonna talk shit about the people, but you know. You thought? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did you see Lewis Riddick get angry today on TV? No. Your boy Lewis. Angry about what? Uh, he was defending Purdy today. And 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 uh, not defending Josh Allen. All right, here's a good comment that takes us back to the game. I thought this game, uh, I think this game will be about Campbell's aggressiveness versus Kyle's conservativeness. I think part of, I didn't mention this. I'm glad this comment came up. John, part of the issue with playing Detroit is that they really make you work on defense. They go for, they, they, they've attempted the third most fourth downs in the NFL this year. They had, now the good news, you're at home. They got the, um, uh, they got the Rams to jump on a fourth and five in Detroit. Uh, I don't know what have you, I haven't seen any like the ticketing apps, but it'll be, you know, the, the NFC game that the the Lions game last week was more expensive than the Niner game, I think, which we don't usually see that, but Detroit's just so starved for a good football team that like, you know, everybody's showing up for the games. I don't know how if there'll be any Lions fans in attendance this week, but they, they just, I think they, Detroit, they, even though golf, I don't think himself can beat you as a team. I think they really put pressure on you. And if you come into this game, if the Niners come in a little tight, I I think Detroit can kind of put just uh, create some cracks, some pressure cracks because of the way you have to play him. Like it's uber aggressive, Dan Campbell, right? Well, he goes for it all the time. I mean, he went for it in the Cowboy game on uh, when they fucked up that play on the seven yard line, two point conversion, which was insanity. But it, to me, that does represent the guy. Yeah. He's all in on that. And he yeah. said from the moment he got the job, he said the number one thing I learned from Sean Payton was at my core I wanted to be Bill Parcells because that's where I learned football and to be pretty old school. And I, I learned you can't be like that in this modern-day NFL. And and Kyle battles with that. Like Kyle does not have a strategy. I, you have no clue what's coming at any moment. I mean, at any, it's like, oh, he's going for a fourth and three. Or it's like, oh, he's going to punt. Oh, he's just going to let the clock run. Like you just – He's just a wild card. His main strategy is I don't want the other team to touch the ball before they go to the locker room. He's just a wild card. But sometimes well, he'll be super aggressive. He's been that. Right? Well, it feels like the Lions – doesn't it feel like the Lions just fucking – That was my issue with the game. He's like spread it out all game long, and then he gets at the end of the half, and he's like won't push the envelope. It's like, well, Kyle, you've been throwing – and then he immediately starts throwing it after. He just – he just refu- he gets very turnover scared. Maybe it's the Jimmy Scars. But I, I don't think you can coach that way. Definitely in the Super Bowl against one of those teams, specifically the Ravens, and be turnover scared. I think he's the coach. He's the only coach left who's turnover scared, who has those scars. Yeah, yeah. I think partly it's because he believes as long as they don't make mistakes, they win. If we just do the basics, as opposed to like, I think some teams feel like we got to go take some shots, we got to take some chances, we got to make something happen, right? 
I think he I just thinks. Think, I just think Kyle modern thinks if there's a little more aggressive in general. Kyle thinks if there's seven possessions in this game, great. Like we'll just do our thing and we'll score more than you score because these players are going to work more and your plays work. Yeah. But then somebody hits a home run over the shot, over the top. And it's like, oh, fuck, we're down 10 to three. Now you're playing from behind. That's why you can't play from behind. Uh, did you guys see Kittle in the McAfee show where he admitted McLeod ran the wrong route in that deep pass and Purdy yelled the shit out of him? Apparently Purdy didn't miss that throw. I didn't see that. I love hearing that Purdy yelled at him, though. Shanahan said after the game, the defender fell down, and so Ray Ray kind of ad-libbed because the defender fell down. But I, John, when you... I went back it and watched. It feels like an ad libber. It does. When you look, when you go back and watch that last drive, you're like, all right, biggest drive of the year. Who we got out there? Ray Ray and Chris Conley? <laughs> Can we get Jennings on the field, please? There were a lot of Ray Ray and Chris Conley. Now, Conley had the big catch, but. Yeah, he did. Just, you know, Kyle, just plug him in. Plug him in. Uh, lost my dog Friday. I'm happy to have something to feel excited over for another week. RIP Chaco. Brown Lab, you think? Chaco? Yeah, maybe a pit. Chaco? Something big. <laughs> I'd be shocked if it was a you know, Chihuahua or something. RIP Chaco. RIP Chaco. It's a, a tough moment. Yeah. All right. On that note, uh, anything else to add today? We just need... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, just makes me shake my head. But again, this is this is the this is the collars of the digital era. The expectation. Uh, Ravens, Chiefs. Who you got? I feel like there's just the softness sometimes in this fan base. It makes me. I, I don't yeah, know I, these people. Like, I don't eight, know how to text eight, with them, but eight billion people on the earth. If you want to find an opinion you disagree with, you can find it. Don't fix <laughs> it. There are some things that are just like, yeah, this guy's but not here's, playing well. Like, yeah, I mean, this this thing's gonna play. We're about to see it play itself out. That's the beauty of this. I wouldn't want, I wouldn't want a quarterback not worth arguing about. That's no fun. I mean, until you get Brady, that's that's more fun. It's not worth arguing about Brady. Who the fuck are we talking about? I just some of these conversations. Why are we fixating on it? Because it, I, I see it everywhere. Who and cares? Chat, but I see it. But you don't don't like, illuminate. Who it. are these people? These are the same people that like. Why, Again, they wanted Trey to start and Purdy. It's like they just kind of go with the win, and their takes are just out of left field. It's like, and then you start reading. It's like, am I am I actually saying like Trent Williams sucks or something? Like, what are we talking about? Who? How can you? How can you gain this information in your head and have this thought? I don't know. Like universally, everyone that watches the Niners should be like Ryan Clark's an idiot. Like everyone's on the same page there. But there are certain things that are like, God, shouldn't we all be in agreement on this one? Maybe not. That's oh, nothing works like that. Uh, I will not be able to stomach losing the golf. I'll tell you that much right now. Because I've been saying for multiple years that golf can't be, the Niners should not be afraid of golf. They beat them five straight games. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty confident they're going to win, but. Are you? Why? I mean, I, who's I who's going to win? The Four Niners. Oh, okay. No one was more confident than me against the Packers. I mean, I was <laughs> I was more confident than like Kyle and Trent until I wasn't. <laughs> I it didn't didn't never cross my mind 
I think a lot of my mind. I think a lot of people, you, me, and a lot of other people included, have not recovered from believing that game. There's a part of my body that still think that thinks they lost that game. Yeah, and it's angry about it. Now, see, I, I think sometimes you just need to examine a situation. You do a deep examination. Yeah, I think a lot of the hangup is like him throwing poorly in the rain does not matter right now. You don't have just like you don't have to pay him right now, right? You win a Super Bowl, you're not paying him 150 million dollars, right? No, yeah, I mean the conversation of paying guys, we that'll be next year, and he'll play 17 more games hopefully before then. Yeah. You know, I think part of the problem, too, is like anybody acting this whole time like the debate on Brock was over. It it wasn't over. It doesn't end on a guy for two years. It doesn't. I mean, it doesn't end in two years on a guy. So we got new information on him. But the Lions game is also new information. There's really only one guy in the league you can't debate at this point. It's Mahomes. Everyone else has some debatable points. Yeah, I mean, Josh Allen's now six years in the league and we're still arguing about him. And he's yeah. a top four, top three quarterback. Lamar is going to win a second MVP. I promise you, guarantee you one thing. We will still be arguing about Lamar in 2024. Like next sure. season. Guaranteed. Herbert, Herbert next year with Harbaugh. Be a lot Herbert. of eyeballs. Arguing about Herbert. Yeah. Okay. Um, guys, drove me away. Uh, all right, everybody. Thanks for hanging. Did we get to all the super chats? I don't know. I got lost in some of these. Why don't they roll po- Purdy out of the pocket more? I did like Purdy's little. Was that a design run? Purdy had to the sideline, to the near sideline, to the right side. I don't know if that was on, on purpose or not. The, before the touchdown. No, 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 not that run to the left. There was one that looked like a designed Purdy run to the right. That got he just ran out of bounds, no gain. I don't I watched that one. The end zone view on his scramble for the touchdown was like, I think he almost triggered it to Ayuk, and it would have been dangerous, but he didn't. Went on the play on the final drive? Yeah, yeah. You thought he it was like a split. It. There's a split second where Ayuk might be open, and it would have been a really dangerous throw. <laughs> and he raises his arm just a hair. That could have been really bad if it went the wrong way. Somebody said 20 bucks. Got to read that one. Did I miss one? No, it was, it's the uh, Brazilian currency. <laughs> I, I can't keep. Uh, it, it's it's Brazilian currency. It's <laughs> what the does one. That translate to? Jonas. Yeah. Jonas, the problem is your it's not your take on Purdy. Is that football is a competition? All you have to do is outplay your opponent, and Purdy outplayed Love, and that's why they won. And <sighs> the playoffs is just that: survive it all. I think I got. I think that's what uh, we're getting at there. All right. If there's one thing we remember from today, it's. <laughs> R.I.P. Chaco. R.I.P. Chaco. 1,800 pesos. All right, everybody. John's going to go to detox. We'll talk to everybody (laughs) later. Bye. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.